0: Hello, and welcome to Polk County This
1: Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications.
2: Joining us on the program, when the pandemic hit, it, it, it kind of took all of us by surprise. And, you know, every, Well, you can't go outside, you can't go to the restaurants, you can't do anything. What? There's no toilet paper at the store. What is going on? I still didn't understand. Um, So, (laughs) you know, a lot of us just kind of rode that wave, but our next guest decided she needed to do something about it, and uh, it has really taken off, and we're really happy to introduce you to Tracy Dana Miller. Good morning, Tracy. How are you?
0: Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. Uh,
2: Very nice to meet you, and I would like for you to please tell us When that happened, when the pandemic happened, how did this come to you and how did you get it started?
0: Well, it started at my home, actually, on April the 8th of 2020, the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I had this urge to put a table out in my front yard, put a shoebox, spray painted a shoebox, cut a hole in the middle of it. My nine year old, then nine year old granddaughter made a sign and said, if you have a basic need, let us know what it is with your contact information and we'll see if we can meet the need. So, my husband himself said, that's stupid.
2: Really? <laughs> well, he's eating those yeah, words now, isn't he?
0: Right, right. Uh-huh. What are you thinking? So I thought it was a little weird myself. Well, but
2: <laughs> yeah. So, then what so, happened?
0: Well, we started getting um, information put in the box, and we just quickly tried to rally with other people and trying to have the needs met, and... Uh, my family and I they've they've been great throughout all this but we literally went around our neighborhood around our block knocking on doors and asking people if they wanted some toilet paper and they're like how much and I said it's free and they're like no really how much is it and I said just (laughs) take the darn toilet paper (laughs) so that's really how it started and I I knew there were a lot of good people in our world and within our communities and Tracy Danny Miller couldn't do it all but Mm. you know it just it has just grown tremendously.
2: Well, that is uh, awesome. That was a great idea. And uh, there were, of course, people needing things, uh, disinfectant or wipes or masks or whatever the case may be. But then it kind of grew even more, Uh, right?
0: It did. As things started settling down, well, initially we had like four mask makers. And you're absolutely correct. People were scrambling for the basic needs to keep themselves as safe as possible. And then as the pandemic just started, you know, I mean, things were... Kind of on the, I guess, things were just evolving. People were being safe. And then, of course, the vaccines came out. And Mm. so the needs were still there for basic things. And Mm -hmm. um, we've had a car donated. We just, anything and everything people can think of, microwaves, appliances, clothes, food. You know, we have great community partners that we can redirect people to if we can't meet the needs. And it's just simply people helping people. And it came to mind um, shortly after Anchors was born that the hashtag community and unity, and that's what we are. It's simply people helping people.
2: Mm. Anchors in the storm is what you call it, right?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, yes uh, sir. Uh,
2: that's uh, I think an appropriate name, and I think it it's really a good example of how people do care about their neighbors and their, and you know th- their friends. And so if I you know said I needed to a ride to work one day a week, then, well, we, you know, or, you know, and that doesn't mean you need to get me a car, but you might have somebody who's going my way that could take me. Right. Well, so we
0: do have rules. though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for safety, we don't encourage members in other members homes and because of, the way things are today there can be some very unkind people it would be more like an item like a microwave or clothes Mm. or um, if someone needs a ride maybe redirect them to a place that would have bus passes things of that nature so it does all go back to safety of course of course
2: no see i i like that too i didn't even think about that i mean i'll get in the car with anybody i don't care. Uh, Oh, uh, I'm out, it's more about who would let you in their car. <laughs> right oh, now. boy. Uh, I, I know. It's just uh, I'm out of luck if, uh, if they say, oh, we're not going to go there right now.
0: <laughs> Maybe I need to interview you. While I'm like, oh, I'm learning some things myself. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, so you're doing this out of your home, right?
0: Well, it started in my home. Yeah. The, f- the first year it ran out of my home, which was very challenging. And again, my family thought I was totally off the wall. But... Uh. <laughs> They weathered the the storm with us, and or with me, and so about a year into Anchors, we got a storage unit donated, and we were there for about two years. The unit leaked, but, you know, it, know. It, we made it work. I mean, it was a very small leak. We were very grateful, but... In November we were told the unit was not going to be donated anymore. Mm. But we had meant we can't ask for money in our group. No don't, no like cash, no bartering. Everything has to be free and clear. Okay. So I was really in a tough spot being the, the admin and the founder because I feel like it's important for me to follow the rules as well. I sure. don't think good leadership says, you know, I can do this, but you can't. So mm. I'm very in tune to that. So when we were going to lose our unit, I kind of put word out there, and we had members step up, and I didn't touch the money, smell the money, nothing, ask for the money, but they would go into the to the business, and they would pay for a month. So nice. our last month there was May, and so I kind of put word out, and I have a couple ladies that help me diligently. They've been helping uh, since before Easter. We actually managed to get out over 600 easter baskets oh wow community and maybe we can talk about that later but they they have been working diligently with me and and just weathering those storms with anchors and to supply needs so Mm. um they talked to me and they said tracy we need a unit let's put it out there on the page and i'm like but we can't ask for money we can't ask for money they're like tracy we need this to to for anchors to keep running. And they said, it's too big. You can't run it out of your little home anymore because we can't prepare Easter baskets, Christmas, all of all of the above. Mm. So we put it out there on our page, and we had a, an anonymous member step up and pay for a new unit. It's a brand-new unit. We're just so grateful for a full year. Oh, wow. So Excellent. that just happened. So we're just now transitioning, getting acclimated, mm. and next Monday and Tuesday will be our first um session back in swing of you know business as usual so right. we are awesome. so grateful very very grateful mm. wow that is, that is awesome crazy, yeah. that
2: is great uh, so if you're if my dryer blew up and uh, i could uh, say hey i need a dryer and then if somebody has one they would give me one
0: absolutely you and arrange to no pick up no money everything that is just has to be free and clear. now mm-hmm.
2: are people obligated to also give in return, or how does that work?
0: They are not, but we are seeing a lot of that. I would um, think so. People giving giving back, back. and they will say, this group has helped me so Mm -hmm. much. And many times people will say, your group, your group. And I'm like, no, it's not my group. It is our group, because Mm -hmm. without people asking for items, we wouldn't have a group. Without people contributing and gifting Mm -hmm. items, we wouldn't have a group. So Mm -hmm. everyone has a piece of the pie to make it work for our communities.
2: So this is what I find very amazing. Uh, You started with uh, 25 people in the group.
0: (laughs) We did. And and
2: now you have almost 9,500.
0: Yes. Yes. Wow. It's it's a job. It's truly a job. It is
2: incredible. Yes. That is incredible. And I I know that you're uh, trying to apply to uh, get nonprofit status, right?
0: we are we we had tried that at one point in time before Mm. and our team honestly just kind of fell apart and it's not a job for everyone because you get people saying they're going to pick up and they don't show up and Mm. Mm. you know you we have rules that that need to be followed and you have to follow up and you know Reprimand, if you will, if they don't follow the rules. I mean, all good things have rules, right? And a lot of people, you know, some people don't agree with them, and that's okay. And, you know, honestly, I just tell people our group isn't the right one for everyone, but, you know, for the majority, people are just so grateful and they're just, they're in disbelief. It's like, everything is free it's like that mm-hmm. just usually doesn't happen anymore right, exactly but there's truly no hidden motive but it is refreshing to see people give back and mm. i'll tell a, a quick story if Absolutely, i may Absolutely, please um when it was running out of my home probably anchors was just a few months old and this lady had come to pick up diapers for her child mm. and she comes she looked very forlorn and sad and just mm. kind of um i don't know almost like isolated and ashamed to be there. And she said, "Miss Tracy, she said, I wanted to bring something. She said, all I have is a can of soup. And I said, honey, please look me in the eye. I said, I want you to understand that this can of soup will be a hot meal for someone and I said I would venture to say probably right here in Lakeland there are some people that have lots of cans of soup on their shelves and they would not give up one of them Mm. so I said never discredit the fact I said you're giving what you have and I said you are here to pick up diapers for your child yeah so there's just there's a lot of incredible stories and I've cried a lot of sad tears (laughs) but I've cried a lot of happy joyful tears as well Mm. and when you excuse me, when you see the community coming together, I mean, there's just so much negative in our world and in our communities. It's just so refreshing to just sit back and watch Mm. it happen. And we have some members, they're snowbirds and they leave and they're like, Miss Tracy, do I have to leave the group? I just like watching to see (laughs) the good that's being done. And I said, well, absolutely not. You don't have to leave. So Mm. it'd be hard for people to go and pick up from them if they're out of state. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's refreshing. Just
2: we, bring your stuff back from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you can give it when you come back.
0: Exactly. <laughs> They'll just be mailing stuff to yeah. you guys. Just we're things. shipping stuff down. <laughs>
2: uh, we're speaking with uh, Tracy Danny Miller from Anchors in the Storm, talking about how she got the organization going and what they do to help people and how community members are helping each other. Lana, and Nick and Laurieann here, along with Tracy Danny Miller, who is the founder of anchors in the storm it's community in unity right that's, that's the right. hashtag hashtag community in unity um it's people helping people basically is what it is and it was a fantastic idea that tracy came up with uh, at the beginning of the pandemic and it's grown uh really probably bigger than you ever thought right
0: uh, much bigger than I ever thought. Yes, from <laughs> toilet paper to hospital visits, to, uh, it's just it is incredible.
2: So do some people offer services for people who need it, like uh, maybe lawn care or you know they they hurt their back and they can't cut their own grass and or uh, maybe uh, they're in trouble and they need some pro bono law- lawyer work? <laughs>
0: Uh. We we do have have people and reputable places that we redirect people to for recommendations. Okay. However, per group rules, they have to be licensed, bonded, and insured okay. for safety. Right, Always right. Always looking of out course. for the safety of our members.
2: Absolutely. So. so tell us about the holiday stuff that you've done.
0: Oh, goodness. Yeah, we, do, we have a, a
2: few more minutes here. <laughs> okay. So.
0: We, this year, we ended up doing about uh, over 600 Easter baskets wow. for children that probably would not receive them. Nice. We helped hundreds of families at Christmas Uh, we do take in only new items Mm -hmm. for for Christmas otherwise anything and everything Um, we provide Thanksgiving dinners our members pipe in and they Adopt a family, and they supply a full dinner for wow. the families. That is fantastic. We're gearing up now. We've started asking for gently used school uniforms for the school year yeah. because we always have people needing them. We're getting ready also to make an announcement that we're going to be collecting school supplies, mm-hmm. new school oh, supplies. Yeah. yeah. So it seems, I mean, throughout the year, we just try and cater, you know, to the major holidays coming up, Halloween um believing or not you know some people want their children to have costumes so we take those in and we supply those and i mean there's just you know so many different holidays but it's just you know it is great again just to see the community come together just to meet needs with no strings attached i mean there's there's no hidden motive well
2: and and it's i mean it's a great concept you help somebody who's in need and then one day if you have a need they can help you
0: Absolutely. Right. And, and we do get posts like that too on our Facebook page. It's like, you know, I never thought I would be the one asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know, the pandemic hit and it hit hard in many different areas. A lot of people lost jobs. They had nice homes, nice cars. and then maybe you go from one income to to or two incomes to one, or now you have no income.. Right. Mm. So you know, and we're a non-judgmental zone. We cater to anyone and everyone, regardless of age, ethnicity group, gender, doesn't matter. There is to be no judgment, and if so, people get reprimanded, and mm-hmm. we just, you know, don't allow that in our group.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, awesome. are you still allowing people to join the group? Uh,
0: Continually. Uh, and, okay. So we get so
2: new how, members somebody, every day. So, how if somebody if somebody wanted to join, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, they have some things around their house that they think might help others, mm-hmm. um, how can they? be a part of
0: it well you just go to the facebook page anchors in the storm it's a white background with a baby blue anchor and it says hope anchors the soul and you just go on there and um ask to to join and there's three very simple questions Mm -hmm. that you must answer nothing off the wall yeah um and then there are rules we ask that our members read the rules and they agree to them again it's basically to be kind there's no nothing no cash can ever be exchanged i mean there's eight or nine great if you block an admin or moderator you can't be in the group because we need to keep that open communication sure. with our members but mm-hmm. yes we take members all the time um like i said daily we get new members daily
2: that's fantastic tracy danny miller she's the founder of anchors in the storm look for them on facebook if you would like to join the group if you have things that uh, if you need help or if you want to help others this is the place where you need to be tracy thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us you're welcome. We like it a lot thank
0: you for having me i Absolutely. appreciate it
2: and congratulations on the success of your idea it's fantastic
0: thank you this program
1: was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available
2: and also joining our conversation right now he is the sheriff of polk county sheriff grady judd good morning sheriff how are you Good morning,
1: good morning. Now, it's not enough to do a live radio broadcast. You need to be a-live when you do a live radio broadcast. <laughs> well, you know what we, I'm saying? we try our best. A-live radio broadcast. A-live, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and I got lots to talk about today. Good, right.
2: good, because we got lots of time for you to
1: do it. You know, some days you ought to just shuck back the corn so you can see the kernels, right? Sure. And I'm... So I'm going to tell you the known facts, the truth, you know, this is mental therapy. If not for you, then for me. Okay. Okay. Well, we got this deal going on around the nation. They've created this thing that, Oh, we shouldn't hold children accountable by the criminal justice system because their brains not developed and their children. Well, Parents have taken their hands off the steering wheel. Not all parents. Good parents still do what they're supposed to. But a few parents have taken their hands off the steering wheel. Mm. Then they send those little darlings to school that they've allowed to run wild at home. And now they wore out the school system to where they want the school to take their hands off the discipline system. And so some schools across the nation have done that. And now they're working on law enforcement to try to get us to take our hands off the system and not make the children be disciplined. Well, let me tell you something. This is Polk County. And in Polk County, you're going to behave or we're going to hold you accountable. Right. And for you parents who are whining and crying because your child's disciplined at school, you know why we're having to discipline your child at school? And while the sheriff's office and the police departments are having to discipline your child at school, uh, I you know. don't you don't do it at home and you didn't raise them right. Now the overwhelming majority of the parents in this county raise their children right, and I would suggest the overwhelming majority of the parents in this nation raise their children right. I would agree with you. And but that few that misbehaves, you know, I tell you right up front, so that I'll underscore I think You you ought to have pre-trial and post-pre-arrest and post-arrest diversions and programs for children who do childish acts that would otherwise be criminal. Mm -hmm. But once they don't get the picture, or when they pick up a gun and become violent, then they should get the full benefit of the criminal justice system. And that's what's going to happen. I want to go over this shooting that occurred in Lakeland. Last week. So everybody's got a firm understanding of just what happened that day. You see, mm-hmm. we have a task force and we investigate each other's shootings. So, of course, when Lake Lakeland had a shooting, we investigated that for them. And I cannot say enough good things about officer Smith. Yeah. First off, he was on another call when he heard gunshots mm-hmm. and he ran to those gunshots to protect the people in the neighborhood. And that's right, little gangbangers were obviously shooting at each other. So he saw one of them jump back into the car. He pursued the car. The car uh, stopped just about 12th Street, 10th Street, maybe stopped at 10th Street in the area of Kettles Avenue. They jumped out. One jumped out with a gun. So he chases the guy with a gun because he's running into a community with, a park with children playing in that little park. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy shoots the police officer. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. The police officer shoots him and finally gets him in custody. Then we find out he's 13 years old. Right. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. He's 13. Oh, the other guy that jumped and ran from the car, left his gun in the car. He was 14 Mm. years old. Yeah. And the driver was 19 years old. Yeah, not, now, not let, much older. Look, not much older. And let me, let me make this abundantly clear. All three of them were on probation. Mm-hmm. And you know, when one of them talked to us, and he said, we asked him, what were you doing? And who were you shooting at that caused the original attention to come to you? Well, they were riding through that particular area of town, up around 10th Street, 12th Street, and they were looking for the ops or the opposition. That's mm. right. These were little game banger type kids. And they were just looking for somebody to shoot. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Any anybody. They didn't have a person in mind. I said, Well, was it retaliation? Was it drugs? Was it a drug bill? Was it girlfriends? No, it was the opposition. And this, and this Lakeland police officer ran there to protect the community, to, to stop the gunfight, and ended up having to to shoot the suspect to get him into custody. Hmm. Well, that, that would be enough. But let me tell you, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. In January of this year, my deputies arrested Wesley Dalmas, who was 13, and also arrested the 14-year-old Leonard Spate. Both of them together were breaking into cars, mm. and a neighbor saw this and tried to stop it. And Wesley Dalmus pulled a gun on him that night. Goodness! So we we arrived very rapidly. We caught them, took the gun away from Dalmus, locked him up, locked up Leonard Spade. They got probation in the juvenile system. Probation. Mm-hmm. For armed burglary, armed attempted burglary, right? Right. So what happens? Part of the probation is they can't be together. Less than what? Four months later, five months later, the two of them are together in violation of the probation. Both of them have a gun this time. Mm. And they're shooting at the ops and ultimately shot a police officer.
2: Sheriff, did well, they tell? Did they tell you where they got the guns?
1: Oh no, they didn't tell us where they got. I, the I guns can
2: imagine from. from pulling car handles, and they
1: found them in in open cars. That is exactly where they came from. Now we don't even—they're not even in the computer as stolen, which means either the people didn't report to us that someone had stolen their firearms, mm. or the people didn't have their serial numbers. But that's when I when I come on periodically, and I tell folks. You got to lock your cars up. You got to take your guns inside. Mm-hmm. So in this case, some gun that was taken out of a car, some place was used to shoot a Lakeland police officer because somebody didn't care enough to take their gun inside at night. Mm-hmm. And I tell you something else: the person that steals that gun out of your car will shoot you with it if you come outside while he's breaking into your car. So my point is. Our crime in Polk County is at a 51-year low, and and our crime is low, low, low in the unincorporated area in our service. We're proud of that, but we've got a few little hardcore gangbangers, and they're not children. They are chronologically under the age of 18, but they're hardened criminals, and they just as soon cut your throat and spit down the... Down your down in it. I mean, yeah. these people are violent. So let the word go forward that first and foremost of how proud we are of Officer Smith, who protected the community that day, who was shot, who could have died protecting that community. I'm, it's God's blessings that he wasn't. And know one thing: we're going to lock these kids up and hold them accountable. Our state attorney Brian Haas is the very best, and he is going to hold them accountable. This these. This is not a juvenile system case. The juvenile system's made for minor offenders, youthful offenders that do things that uh, I call it childish crimes, yeah. and they don't get the picture. But I want to ask, where was the parents? Where were the parents when we arrested those kids in the middle of the night, breaking into the car? Mm-hmm. Where were the parents that day? whenever these kids were running wild and they were on probation well i can tell you they were non-existent it's only a shame that we can't give the parents a jail cell alongside them for their conduct i believe that would modify behavior at home a lot Mm. so i feel better after that sheriff were they on probation for breaking into cars is that what the probation was for The, yes, the, they absolutely were. Yeah. All three of them were on probation. Yeah. Did they they appreciate probation? Apparently not. Did they follow them? No. (laughs) No. Now, now we are, we are going to bring, we are requesting, and I'm, I'm absolutely sure, yes, our state attorney's decision, that 13 year old shot, that police officer, I know Brian Haas well enough to know he's going to charge that kid as an adult because he's not a kid other than chronologically. He's a hardened, vicious criminal that tried to murder a police officer. Mm.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know, Sheriff. It's just a, it's a tough, tough situation, of uh, and, and mostly for that kid and for the people around them because of how they're going to act they don't seem to have any vision of what it's like to, have, to, to be in society and, and coexist and, and just, you know, do what you're supposed to do.
1: Well, exactly. And, and these, this is the kind of person here, that if you looked at them crossways at a traffic light, they'd shoot you too. Hmm. So, so anyway, we, we have a great County. We have a safe County and it's because we hold people accountable And these 13- and 14-year-olds like this, they watch this gangster rap stuff on YouTube and social media and listen to this gangster rap music, and they think it's cool. Well, those gangsters aren't here in Polk County or they'd be locked up. Now, he's sitting in lockup now. Hmm. How cool is it today? How cool is it going to be for years and years and years ahead of him? right at the end and, and then we'll hear all the whining and crying oh he's such a good boy no he's not a good boy no he's not <laughs> his actions oh, say didn't. otherwise that's correct you know so so I tell all those whiners about that why don't you take them home with you they don't no nope, they do not so at the end of the day I'm thankful to live in Polk County and I'm thankful for for our community that supports us and and doesn't put up with that nonsense. Yeah. Because here, he's we're going to hold people accountable. Now you you can write that in your little book and stick it in your pocket.
2: There you go, uh, hey, Sheriff. You got anything a bit lighter for us this
1: morning? Well, I have something that's pretty funny. Okay. All right. Now everybody knows someone who's in the farming business, being from Polk County originally. Sure. But did you know the other day a caller called 911 and said, Hey, there's a woman in a pink dress driving a John Deere tractor around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Now, hot pink dresses don't go with green John Deere tractors. Well, I mean, it it kind of clashes. Yeah. So we got there and we finally got control of the lady and found out that she had broken into a house and had taken a nap. Uh She ain't Goldilocks now, I'm just telling you. Okay. And then she stole this tractor, and she went on a one-woman crime spree because she has a quality to men, and she can commit all the crimes she wants to. By the time we finished getting the the weapon off of her, collecting her stolen credit cards and her debit cards and her Social Security cards that were stolen and her driver's license— And a dental plan card, which wasn't hers. Not that she didn't need some dental work, but it was not hers. (laughs) We charged her with 32 felonies. Oh, my goodness. And one misdemeanor. That's right. She was a one-woman crime wave that day. But there's something I need to tell her. Uh There are no John Deere tractors to ride. And we don't allow you to wear your pink dress in the jail. No. So we. uh, You got orange ones in there, right? Oh, no, she gets blue, dark blue. blue, Oh, blue, blue. Female, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, He
2: is Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd. Uh, Sheriff, thanks a lot for uh, checking in. We always appreciate talking to you. Uh, And we'll be happy when you uh, come back and uh, and visit us in in the flesh at
1: some point. I'll, I'll be back, and it's good to talk to you and all of our friends. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next
0: Sunday for Polk County This Week.
1: Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications.